Welcome back to A Texan Abroad. This is the 25th in my series of 30 political conversations, video podcast I'm doing that will conclude just under a week from now with the U.S. presidential and other elections. I know that the suspense is killing us all. What's going to happen? You can get the video versions on Instagram, Instagram TV, on my Instagram profile, a.texan.abroad, or the audio versions on my podcast feed, A Texan Abroad, where you can, you can find that on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. In either place, find me, subscribe, rate, review. Let me know how I'm doing and what you're thinking about what I'm saying. Last night, we had a little conversation about something that affects us all, the environment, things that we should all be concerned with. And today, we're going to continue that trend and talk a little bit about immigration. Immigration is a topic that affects people in every country, uh, whether you are an immigrant and living in some place other than where you were born, or whether you are a local and look at immigrants either in a positive or a negative way. And I think that's where we start the first question, which is, uh, is immigration a problem? Is it a net negative in some way? For some people listening to this and the many people out there, the answer is a simple yes. For others, it's a simple no. Obviously, with most things, I kind of tend to fall in the middle. Uh, and I think the answer lies somewhere in the middle. But if I was forced, uh, gun to my head, as they say, to pick an answer between yes and no, I would say no, it's not a problem. Now, the, there are lots of issues with immigrants uh, that come up, and we'll get to some of those in a minute. Um, but I think some of the major complaints are that the first one, that's uh, a pretty common one, is that they are a drain on resources, meaning that they are a net kind of taker out of different services and things that are provided by the government of a place where they live. Um, the second one is that they are actually a, you know, uh, they take local people's jobs. I would have to say all the information that I've seen on both of those particular topics and the anecdotal evidence that I have on both of those particular topics is actually resoundingly to the opposite of those, both of those uh, ideas. Um, I've read time and time again in many study after study and fact after fact that actually immigrants on average that are legal tax-paying immigrants, they put more money into government services than they take out in those government services. On average, the average immigrant is very aware of how much the government is providing for them. And again, uh, most immigrants are not there to try and take advantage of the government and the services that are offered, but rather the immigrants that I know, they're there to try and make a life for themselves uh, because they see a better opportunity in a country other than the one that they live in. Yes, there, there are exceptions to everything that I just said. Um, Likewise, I wouldn't say that immigrants are stealers of local people's jobs. Actually, quite the contrary. I think about where I'm living now in Moscow. Uh, a lot of the service industry is actually empl uh, employed, uh, or the laborers in that industry, in, in restaurants and bars and cafes, things like that, uh, even cleaners, lower-level uh, employees, they are all from Western Asian countries, uh, former Soviet countries, that can come here without actually a working, uh, without a lot of different visa uh, that you might otherwise need to work here. And they do these jobs very well. They work really hard. I've actually befriended uh, a fair amount of them at some of the places that I frequent. And you talk to them, they actually are here merely because it's a better opportunity. They send money home. They would actually even rather be home. But they are here trying to make a life, trying to do the best they can for themselves and their families. 
Um, and these are jobs that are pretty low paying, jobs that local people here uh, in Moscow wouldn't want. And I think that's the same. My experience in Texas also tells me the same, that the people who come to the U.S., and actually are immigrants. They are, they're willing to work at the very bottom for the very lowest wages in order to work their way up. Uh, they are trying to be part of the place that they want to call home, and they will do whatever it takes to prove themselves. There are, uh, as I said, exceptions. There are people uh, that are net negatives as opposed to net positives on countries where they choose to live. I don't think that's the average. I don't even think that's the majority. I think the vast majority of immigrants are actually good for a country. But we'll get to the positives in just a minute. Let's talk about what are the negatives when it comes to immigrants. I think, of course, there, is, there are some immigrants, particularly refugees or some people who are in need of dire financial or uh, medical attention, that actually can drain resources. That is absolutely true. Um, and you need to be careful about uh, using your national resources, your, uh, your national programs to pay for unemployment, for health benefits and other things for immigrants that have come into your country. Yes, that's absolutely true. They can drain the resources to a degree, but I think on average that's not the case. Um, I think a bigger problem, uh, well, another small problem is kind of the nefarious types of immigrants that you get from time to time. Uh, our president likes to think that everyone who comes into America is some sort of criminal with the negative intention. Actually, quite the contrary. I, growing up in South Texas, I can't tell you how many uh, friends and families uh, that were very close to me, very near and dear, um, that were incredible people that were either first or second generation um, Americans because they came from Latin American countries. Not a single one of them criminals uh, or had any kind of nefarious intent whatsoever. Um, so, yes, there are exceptions. There are, there are people, because America makes it quite, makes it easier than most countries to come in, to, be, to live there, to work there, even to become citizens. So there are those people who take advantage of, that, uh, of our country and the situation. Again, not the majority. And as I've said multiple times, you try to make the rules based on the 97%, not the 3%. The biggest problem I think that I see with a lot of immigrants, and I've seen it almost every place that I've lived, including my home, a lot of that would be assimilation. And it's a tricky question as to how much, uh, when an immigrant moves to a different country, that they should be assimilating. What parts of their culture should they bring with them? What parts of their culture should they leave behind? What are the things that they should be allowed to do, uh, say, where, and all of these kinds of things? What should they be allowed to celebrate even? There's a lot of different questions and answers when it comes, I mean questions, not without answers, uh, when it comes to assimilation. I think that can be an issue. And actually in America, one of the problems that we have with a lot of the immigrants is they go into an immigrant community, um, you know, little Odessa or a Puerto Rican community or, or whatever kind of community. And actually, I just had a student who was telling me about her grandmother uh, who moved to the UK, I think it was the UK, 20 years ago, found a nice Russian neighborhood where they have Russian stores, lots of Russian immigrants. She hasn't learned more than six words of, uh, of English in the whole time that she's been there. Um, so I think there is an issue with uh, assimilation integration because the benefits, and let's get to those, what are the benefits uh, of having immigrants? I think the biggest benefit is diversity. The diverse mindset that one gets when you surround yourself with people from different cultures and different upbringings. I can't tell you, I cannot put down into words 
no matter how gifted I may think I am with the written and spoken word, I cannot express how important and how incredible it is to travel around the world and meet people from different places with different opinions, different ideas. The amount of knowledge that I have gained from my students, my local friends, even the expats that I've been uh, lucky enough to call friends uh, and even family in different places abroad, so far outseeds everything I've learned before then and everything that I will learn after. Again, I can't put it into words. That diversity, the diversity that actually businesses and universities try to obtain, that diversity is the essence of what the melting pot that is America. And one of my last podcasts actually will be about America as a country, and I'll try to explain some of the things that I think makes it such a unique and incredible place. But one of them is the melting pot, is the idea that you have so many different people from so many different places. You ask me to draw an American and I can't do it because I don't know what that means. And I think that is an amazing aspect because there is no better way to get rid of racism, hate, uh, you know, negative feeling towards someone than meet people from the very stereotypical place that you think you know what those people are about. Yeah. Um, so that diversity is hugely important. Two, in terms of bringing in younger labor or different types of labor, your economy starts to flourish when you welcome immigrants, yes? Uh, because these people bring in new opportunities, new ideas. The, econ the economic benefit alone is also worth it. So then that leads us to the question, how do we strike some sort of balance? I think one of the most important things, as I said uh, you know, in the negatives, is that we figure out a way whatever country is allowing immigrants in, that you actually um, make sure you don't give them all of the benefits of citizenship in any kind of short time frame. Make sure that they do understand that they need to find a, a place, a home, that they, uh, they need to give back to the society in equal, if not greater measure. And again, I think a lot of uh, immigrants already do that. Um, but just to kind of emphasize it again, and in, US, in the U.S., it's not so difficult with all the people that I've helped move there. One of the things that I've always said is a really difficult place to live, especially in a place like Texas or other states that don't provide a lot of social support, which, again, I, as I've said on this podcast, uh, I'm not I'm not not a fan of that. I think it's an interesting idea as to how much support to provide. But Texas doesn't provide very much. Most, a, lot of, a lot of states don't. I think we can argue all day about how much should be provided. The point being, don't give that away to anyone who comes in. Allow them to come in. Allow them to try and build a life. There's, an, there's amazing opportunities in America. There's amazing opportunities in every country. Every country I've ever been to, 68 so far, has amazing opportunities for the people who are willing to live there. Um, allow them to come in, but understand that you have to work to make your life there. And I would say that goes as well uh, for integration, the integration of people into a society. If you come into a country and you just, and actually perhaps this is a, um, what do we say, the, the pot calling the kettle black, because uh, a lot of my friends here are in fact Americans. Yeah, they are expats from the U.S. that I've come to know and love, and they are my family here, and I cannot speak highly enough of them. That being said, our group is actually does have a lot of Europeans. It has locals. Uh, we intermingle with everyone that we meet. So 
yes, you can have your local friends, your, I mean, your expat friends or the people from your country or your culture that you like and love. But again, I think integration into the local culture, that's a very important aspect. And I don't really know how to, how to kind of encourage, incentivize, uh, push people to integrate more. I think actually in America, it's done quite well. I think if you take a lot of second, third, fourth generation families, uh, you can't actually start to notice. You can see the integration. Now, some people will say that's a bad thing because it becomes kind of monocultural. We talk, we'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow when we talk about globalization. But I think generally trying to figure out a way to make sure that if you move to the U.S. or you move to the U.K. or you move to Germany and you're from the Middle East, you're not just going to find a little Middle Eastern community that is like a little piece of your home that you've carved out in a different country. I think the beauty of moving abroad, the beauty of immigration is experiencing all the other people, all the different kinds of culture. And I think that's an important aspect. So you need to actually uh, try and push people to do that as much as you can. The last thing I'd like to talk about just for a minute is the idea of open borders. And uh, I've read a lot of economic papers on it, uh, a lot of other kind of journalism surrounding this topic. And I just think it's an amazing idea. I've spent the last 12 years, as you've heard me countless times say on this podcast, living in different countries. And I wish I could have lived in more. And I'm probably not done. So who knows what's next or when I'll leave. But again, the idea that you can move around uh, more freely, it makes my heart skip a beat because that is what the world should be about. All of us welcoming, understanding, knowing each other, learning from each other. The idea that money and goods flow freer than people, intellectual capital, it's baffling to me. And the idea of borders is baffling to me. I told you before about my kind of alien theory uh, when it came to certain things. And the idea that aliens would come down, a smart intellectual species, look at lines that are not actually lines on a map, uh, so invisible lines, and say, yes, when you're born here, you have this right and you speak this language. And when you're born here, you have this right and you speak that language. That's crazy to me. Absolutely insane. It would be crazy to the aliens too. Now, maybe... Maybe the idea of remote work and the fact that people are able to work now from anywhere around the world, maybe that will help push this idea a little bit forward. But that's my dream. That's what I think uh, would make the best world in the future, is allowing people to go wherever they want. Think about that. Think about what I've said tonight. And until tomorrow, I'm a Texan of